Hey out there to all people and plastic beauty pageant winners, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the star of our team, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? But I'm the star. Oh, that was <laughs> such a great line for the episode. I love that line. line. Uh, I'm doing okay, Brandon. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. That's good. That's good. Doing all right. Did you play any sweet baseballs or anything? Have you ever played baseball? Uh, no. Me neither. Yeah, I did. I- I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before probably on the uh, silent servant episode but yeah i played baseball you got your dugout i remember and i got my dugout (laughs) Uh, what sports did you play Cortland? uh i played soccer for a little bit i was in karate for like mm, a couple weeks i think was there anything else no i don't think there was anything else i think that was it that was my tour de force of of (laughs) physical activity essentially (laughs) got that all out of the way Um, yeah I played soccer when I was in kindergarten, and I was notoriously awful at it. Yeah, me too, dude. I, I heard about how bad I was at it for years after I stopped playing. <laughs> Just, you know, family trauma. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'm not a soccer star. I knew it. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. So did you do anything exciting this week, Cortland? Anything uh, interesting? Anything worth you. talking about? I have a friend coming over today, and we're going to have a cheesecake party. So that's pretty great. Okay. Is, <laughs> is a cheesecake party what it sounds like? Uh, it sounds like we're going to have cheesecake today, so I'm excited. I love cheesecake. Are we talking a cheesecake? Or we're is talking this the gourmet a smorgasbord shit. of no, cheesecake? Uh, like, a, like a cheesecake sample platter? I'm not sure yet. Hopefully that one, because I like my variety, but mm-hmm. I'm fine with anything. If somebody says, hey, do you want some cheesecake? I've already said yes. <laughs> Yeah, right. It doesn't really matter. I was just curious what a cheesecake party would entail. You want to know what's really exciting is that this week on Tuesday uh, is when Say Cheese and Die Again came out and we had to do the watch party, which let's be honest, that episode has some problems, but it does also contain cheesecake. So when that Mm -hmm. cheesecake came up, I was like, I can't wait to eat cheesecake this weekend. (laughs) And now your dreams are coming true. Yeah. And it's all thanks to Ron Oliver. Say Cheesecake and Die. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my that's my life life goal. Eat cheesecake. Right. Well, eventually, that sounds way more exciting than anything I've done or ever will do. I mean, yeah, you can't really top it. You can't, you can't top, top a cheesecake, cheesecake party. party. No, Jesus. it's not happening. No, I'm gonna have to have a cheesecake party, and it's gonna be like, oh, it's probably not gonna be as good though, because you said that no. you know Australian cheese is like meh. <laughs> Plus, everything's, like, not sweet in Australia, I take it, so, hmm. Yeah, everything's dirt. You'll have, like, a pavlova party instead, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Horrible. There's a Bluey episode. Uh, did your kids like Bluey now? Do they love Bluey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bluey's fantastic. They have, a, they have a pavlova episode in Bluey, and, and Kim was like, do you think Brandon eats pavlova? And I was like, I can assure you he does not. <laughs> he does not eat pavlova. I've tried it once. And that was it. <laughs> That's the you were off the stuff for good. Yep. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I have to try it someday. But I, I don't... You should. I, you I should. don't think I've ever seen it in stores before, which means I'd have to make my own, which means it's not going to be made. Because if, like... I'm not going to make pavlova. I'm going to make, like, something better. You know, cheesecake or anything, really. <laughs> I don't like yeah. eggs. And I think that's the main ingredient in pavlova. Yeah. Do you like meringue? No. Okay. Well, you'll hate it. You'll You'll just fucking hate it. Then I'm not going to make it. (laughs) All right. All right.
Enjoy your cheesecakes. We're also going to go to Spirit Halloween today to pick out Halloween stuff, so pretty excited. What kind of Halloween stuff? Like decorations? Probably costume for, for Lance. Oh, that's cool. Rebecca is pretty much shopping for Halloween decorations year round. That's awesome. That's like awesome. Any, anything she can get, she does. Oh my god, she's like a bit of spider web, mine. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a real spider web. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Like you guys have fake spider webs out, and then the giant spiders just adopt them as their own. That'd be crazy. Yeah, it's like birdhouses. <laughs> oh man. So, Lance wants to be Goku for Halloween, and I don't want him to be Goku. Oh. How easy is it to find a Goku costume in 2022? Well, now that he's in Fortnite, very easy. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Spiky hair. By the way, I mean, they just had a a Dragon Ball Z movie that was in theaters, like, last week, so it's still a thing. All right. Well, this this shows how out of touch I am with Dragon Ball. That's okay. Used to be like my favorite thing. They they made a whole new series called Dragon Ball Super, so that's still going. I think I knew about that. I never watched it. Yeah, me neither. I don't have time for that. All right. Yeah, Cortland, we're here for a reason, and that reason is to talk about the Goosebumps episode. Okay, what's the official title? Chillology Part Three: Escape from Carlsville. There's two colons in that title. Just so you know. Yes, yes, yes. Geology Part 3, Escape from Carlsville. Oh, what, I mean, what we'll get episode. to it, and I'm sure we won't think of a better title, but that's it's not a very inspiring title. And maybe it's just because it doesn't have a pun like the other Yeah, ones. I think that's what it is, yeah. But, Cortland, what did you think of this episode? So here's what I thought about the Chillology, you know, like, because yeah. this is the final part here. I think this, I think Chillology Part 3, Escape from Carlsville is a really good ending to the Chillology. I think mm-hmm. that it is very tense. There's a lot of music in it that I really, really enjoy, especially at the beginning of the episode when they're kind of trying to figure things out a little bit. Um, I think Carl is at his peak, like, devilish, intimidating side of things here. Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's sad that it's, like, to Todd, but, like, I mean, Jessica and, and, and Matt, they get in there, too. Spoilers. But, like, it, it's just good. You know, this is the... This is such a good way to do like a three-parter. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'd love more of this kind of stuff. Honestly, yeah. Like we we've, we've complained about the two-parters so much. Yeah, since the beginning. And it's like of time, when you really. hear there's going to be a three-parter, it's like, oh god, they're going to drag this out even more. But like, mm. I think they really paced out this chillology uh, very well. Me too. I think it was the perfect way to do a three-parter. We've been complaining about two parters since like Cutter's Treasure, dude. Like it's been it's been years, you know. And yes. Goosebumps has had its fair share of two parters, which, from my understanding, season four is literally all two parters. So Woo-hoo. we'll be back to complaining about it soon, I'm sure. But <laughs> well, maybe they have learned some lessons from Chillology. I don't think they did, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll find out. We'll find out. It's fine, whatever. But yeah, Chillology was great. You know, I really enjoyed it. Very compelling story. It's a pretty simple story, but they did it just all in the right ways, I think. And I don't have a lot to complain about. Unless I yeah. do. We'll find pretty that out. Pretty solid episode. Oh, we'll find something to complain about. That is what <laughs> this podcast is for. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Us to pick apart children's shows. and uh, We're such assholes. Yeah, that, that's what we do. So, let's just talk about it then. Okay, let's do it. The episode begins in Carlsville. Todd walks along an empty main street, yelling out for anybody to hear him. 
So this is Todd. This is Matt's younger brother Mm -hmm. who got sucked into town by winning a sweepstakes. Yeah, and uh, I don't see any benches jiggling or anything, so will they use real people, I wonder? Yeah, that's the, the question of the day. After last episode, you're like, all right, did they just run out of budget for people or what? Well, I think we see where they used all the budget in this episode. Yeah, they used all the people in part one, but they used especially all the people in part two, because in less than a minute, we get a whole slew of people. Suddenly, from behind Todd, music starts playing. He turns around to see a marching band come out from an alley. Then, from another alley, a red convertible drives out with Carl standing inside, wearing a sash that says, Mayor. Oh, wow. This is pretty official. Surprised he he calls himself the mayor and not like Lord Carl or something. I feel like he's trying to put he's on a not little elected. bit of a show still. Right, right. <laughs> the car stops in front of Todd, barely. And Carl says, Todd Erickson. Todd is like, yeah. He turns Hello? and looks and now a whole crowd of townspeople has gathered and are staring silently. Yeah. And they're all in like very plain clothing too. Like just... One color dresses and shirts and stuff. Like, it's very one note. Yeah, so each one of the episodes of this trilogy, like, has its own kind of vibe for what the citizenry of Carlsville is like. So in the first episode, they were all, like, very unique-looking people with, you know, Mm -hmm. unique clothes and jobs. And then in the second one, they're all invisible. Yep, And. Now there's this third one, it's like uh, Stepford Wives and clones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just very plain, anybody could be these people kind of thing. Yeah. Which kind of honestly escalates in a little bit here too, like spoilers. Yeah, definitely. When Todd turns back, Carl is standing right next to him and he continues, You are our grand prize winner. The crowd starts cheering now. Carl asks Todd how he feels being the grand prize winner. And Todd is like, it's good, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Carl lifts Todd up into the air and sets him back down for some reason. Miss Carlsville congratulates him on the dope prize and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, she smooches him. And he gets all smiley about it. He's like, okay, I think I did want something. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Carl tells the marching band to get the show on the road, and then the parade continues. Todd is just sitting there, not knowing how to feel about all this, and Miss Carlsville tells Todd to wave to all the people. So he does, and he starts getting into it. I I like this part. So she's like, wave to the people like this, Todd, and she cups her hand, like, in any stereotypical, like, parade, I'm the grand prize winner, like, you know, cup your hand, wave it, move it, rotate it back and forth. He doesn't do any of that. He just waves regular. <laughs> it's his first time, man. So, yeah, that's true. This is his first win, you know? He doesn't know. Yes, he's been a loser for years. So the town's focused, like, raining streamers and, uh, I almost said corn, rice everywhere. It's getting <laughs> all over. Of corn in there. There's this funny shot of Carl who, like, looks menacingly a little bit back at Todd, and he is just covered in streamers. <laughs> he doesn't even care. It's great. Yeah. It kind of happens a few times in this episode. Well, a couple. And uh, I like it. Yeah, Carl's great. Carl, like, I I like all the characters in this chillology, but Carl 
is just a fantastic character and he is played brilliantly agreed he really makes the episode and he really is kind of like uh like just like the townspeople he's he's kind of different in each part as well mm-hmm. like in the first one he's you know he's like a little trickster but he's not too menacing in the second one he's like a clown yeah and in this one he's fucking john gacy he's yeah he's, he's, a, he's an asshole he's evil yeah but anyway, we pull back to a shot of the model town where we can see the red convertible and the parade on Main Street. Such but a good there's, touch. There's no uh, model people on the street. No, that's okay, though. I like I like the details, though. So. I'll forgive them because that would be just too much work. Matt and Jessica enter the room with tools to destroy the model when they notice some mail on the ground. It's the sweepstakes that Todd was holding. And they mention like, oh, this is from Carl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's like nothing, no big deal. The mail oh, fell into the town, didn't it? At the end of part two, uh, the sweepstakes winner part did. Maybe it had like another pamphlet in it. I don't know. Well, I guess there would be an envelope, and then what's inside the envelope? Yeah, but I, I get it. It's a little bit continuity-wise weird. Matt notices that and realizes right away what happened, and says, "Todd." looking for him in the model town. Yeah. Jessica looks at the Carlsville sign and says, Look at this! This sign said population 100 a minute ago. It now says 101. She just, like, honed in on it immediately. Now, I will say, I did complain a little bit. I was like, oh, when they went into Carlsville the last time, did it go up to 101? And I guess Mm -hmm. it didn't. So, no. This is a a new, this is the kind of like a thing in this episode. Yeah, they made it a point to emphasize it. At the end of last episode, because it plays into this episode quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I just find it very hard to believe that that's something she would notice. Yeah, she's not, like, scrambling looking for Todd in the tiny town. She's like, wait a second. This number what does is the sign more. say? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's okay. You know what? It's whatever. It, yeah, it does not matter. Matt starts freaking out, saying, he's got Todd. What if he can't get out? How am I going to explain this to my parents? Oh, oh yeah, your Matt. son got shrunk to the size of a peanut and got stuck in a toy town. Yeah, it's all about you, Matt. I get it. Yeah. Like, Todd's in mortal danger, but what about me? <laughs> he doesn't care if his brother dies. He just doesn't <laughs> want to have to explain it. <laughs> because he would sound insane, to be fair. Mm, yeah. We cut back to inside the town. Carl is on a tiny stage built in the middle of the street, and he presents the grand prize winner, Todd, to the same crowd of people who followed the parade there. Right. They cheer and demand a speech. Carl tells him, They want to hear from you, my boy. And then he silences the crowd. Miss Carlsville leads Todd to the microphone. Todd starts, Thank you. Thank you. I've never really given a speech before, but I'm glad I'm the grand prize winner, and I just hope I get home in time for dinner. <laughs> so modest. Which is a dope rhyme. <laughs> in the bedroom, Matt says, Well, you know what we have to do. And Jessica is all like, go back in there? Fuck that. The music that starts up when he's like, you know what we gotta do, right? Like, it just gets so tense. And I love it. We have to, Jessica. Yeah. The music is is prominent in this episode. And I like it. I'm in, I'm in love with it. I like it. But I feel like this chillology started too strong. It peaked right away with money it did yeah you're i right. want some money <laughs> like i live by that now i don't <laughs> give me some cash 
I'm totally going to steal a lot of that and put it on Twitch for stuff. Like, <laughs> people subscribe and be like, money! <laughs> so goddamn good. When people donate bits, which are like a thing in Twitch, um, I have the, the gif that plays when um, whatever the kid's name was in Welcome to the House. When, he, when the quarter's dropping, he goes, hey, money! So, like, <laughs> this is also going to be incorporated in that. I also have six bucks in there when somebody subscribes. And, um, you know, Sardo being like, $40? $40! 20 I'm losing on the deal. Like, I have that at play, too. Beautiful. So this is, money is also going to be in there as well. So many beautiful money-based clips. Perfect. Perfection. Back in the town, Carl tells the crowd, I'd like to introduce you to the president of Carl Co. Enterprises. Mr. President? He steps off the stage and then walks back on and says, Thank you, Carl. And the crowd oh, eats that laugh. shit. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. Carl, you're a goose. What a knucklehead. <laughs> Carl turns to Todd and says, follow inside and I'll present you with your grand prize. Carl, Todd, and Miss Carlsville start walking with the band playing them off. The three of them approach a nearby factory with a sign that says, Carlco, home of the Plasto Blaster. Oh boy. They walk in with the band still playing merrily. Then Carl stops and turns toward the band, and the music dies. Yeah, they're all like, (laughs) Like, okay, enough of that shit. Take this facade away. Back in the room, Jessica and Matt are still arguing about whether to go in or not. And the music that plays gets even more tense, and there's, like, guitar riffs in it. It's great. I'm sure it's playing right now. Jess suggests maybe they turn the model town upside down and shake it, and hope that Todd falls out. <laughs> Matt rightfully tells her that that's a shit idea. In Carl Co., the trio walk downstairs into a large, colorful room with a giant circular machine in the center, surrounded by hideous plastic mannequins. Yeah, they're like, oh, they have very generic plasticky face masks on, and they're covered in, like, saran wrap. It's creepy. So... These mannequins are meant to be plastic people. Yes. And God bless the the costuming department or the props <laughs> department. They tried their best. Yeah. But yeah. what they did is, like you said, stuck cheap plastic masks on their faces and they are wearing see-through rain ponchos yes. to, to get, make their skin look plasticky, I guess. It's creepy. Like I'll get from that. a it's distance, it works, but up close, it looks like people wearing ponchos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's not much more they could do. Carl asks Todd if he's excited for the prize, and Todd tells him, "Yeah," but he just wonders what the prize actually is. Carl says, "You'll know soon enough." Todd asks if he'll be home for dinner. Carl responds, "After you see this, you won't be thinking about dinner." I'll be thinking about dinner though. I'm always thinking about You're dinner. thinking about cheesecake, really. <laughs> I ha- I'd have cheesecake for dinner. If I were plastic, I'd It's got cheese too. on it. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, the plastic mannequins start moving and surround Todd, taking his blood pressure and his measurements. Todd asks what's the hubba, and Carl finally tells him. It's the grand prize. He's going to become a citizen of Carlsville. Bam, bam, bam. Oh my goodness. That's why the number went up by one. Yes. Although he's not officially a citizen yet. So 
The sign lies. Premature citizenship. Todd turns towards Carl and says, that's it? <laughs> yeah, because it's lame. Yeah. Carl is shocked. He's like, that's it? Do you know the expense of the parade? Hiring the band? The posters? <laughs> he turns toward Miss Carlsville and murmurs, some people are so ungrateful. And she nods. <laughs> Todd goes, gosh, I didn't mean to be ungrateful. But Carl cuts him off, telling his mannequin henchman to unveil the Plasto Blaster. <gasps> the mannequins lift a cloth to reveal a very James Bond villain-looking laser. Yeah. This thing's like 10 feet tall, covered in lights, and I gotta say, it's a pretty damn good-looking prop, Cortland. I think so, too, yeah. They didn't have the budget to do the plastic people, but they fucking paid for this Plasto Blaster. For sure. Back in the room, Matt asks Jessica how she got into Carlsville in the first place. She tells him it was the telephone. So he tells her to try it again. And she reaches down slowly to place a finger on the very tiny model phone booth. But nothing happens. Back in Carlco, a mannequin brings Carl a big bowl of fruit. He takes a pear from it and bites it once before putting it back. Meanwhile, Gross. Todd is still standing there wondering what the hell is going on. Carl produces a remote control and turns the Plasto Blaster on. A laser beam shoots out onto the bowl of fruit. After it jiggles for a few seconds, Carl goes up to the bowl and grabs an orange. He throws it against a wall and it bounces back. You know, Cortland, like plastic. Because it's plastic, yeah. He tosses the orange to Todd and says, Not bad, huh? Todd goes wide-eyed and responds, You mean you're going to do that to me? Carl tells him, Of course. Look around. Every one of these people are plastic figurines. <laughs> Every now and then we come to life. That's how it is in Carlsville. What does it mean every now and then? I wonder. Like what makes what makes them come to life? Yeah, I wonder the same thing. Just anytime someone takes the model town into their home? Maybe interacts with the model town, I suppose. Must have been a while then. I, that's what I'm thinking. In the room, Jessica gets an idea. She walks over to the Carlsville sign, population 101, and changes it to say 102. She instantly gets blue skidooed into the town. And she doesn't even tell Matt that that's what she's doing. So I know, right? <laughs> from his perspective, she just fucking disappeared and he doesn't know why or how she got into the town. Yeah, that was a oops. <laughs> Matt goes, Jessica? Jessica? And looks for her in the town before saying, here goes nothing. And he changes the sign and also gets blue skidooed. So it wasn't really a problem, but she didn't know <laughs> that he would figure it out. Yes. Matt lands in the middle of Main Street next to Jessica in front of a shop called yeah. the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Right? Nice. I like little Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that shop would be, but it is a cool callback. Jessica sees him and says, for a second, I thought you weren't coming. <laughs> For a second, I forgot to tell you how to get here, so <laughs> yeah. whoops. If he didn't come, that was totally your fault. <laughs> and also, yeah, it was a second. Like, literally a second. <laughs> she went into the town, and then he went into the town. <laughs> we cut to Todd, who is being strapped into a gurney while he struggles and calls for help. The once sweet, very nice Miss Carlsville tells him, Stop squirming, you little brat. Oh my god. 
Miss Carlsville. No, the heel what turn of Miss Carlsville. She's the real. Uh, she was so lovely. She smooched him, and now she's like, "You motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> eat shit, kid." <laughs> Once he's strapped in, she and all the other plastic people start chanting, "Blast him! Blast him! Blast him!" Okay, it's dark. Back on Main Street, the two kids are walking through the aftermath of the parade, and Jessica asks, "What's this stuff?" Matt tells her it's confetti. Then she notices a much more interesting sign next to the confetti with Todd's face on it. She doesn't notice it right away, even though it's right in front of their faces, but that's fine. No, she's much more interested in the confetti. (laughs) What's this? I've never heard of it. (laughs) The sign says, Todd Erickson, grand prize winner. Matt says, he always wanted to be a winner. I just wonder what he won. (laughs) Cut to... Todd's screaming as Carl stands over him. Carl asks if Todd has anything to say before becoming a permanent citizen of Carlsville. Todd just screams help, and Carl Mm -hmm. responds, short, but succinct. So, this Todd, this Todd actor, he screams quite a bit in this episode. He's a screamer. I mean, I don't blame him. This is a pretty shit situation to be in. You don't know that anybody's helping you. He screams not like a kid in a, uh, a a children's horror show, which, you know, is always the fake kind of, uh, uh, yeah. he screams like a child being murdered, <laughs> <laughs> which is appropriate for the scene, but man, it makes the episode a bit uncomfortable <laughs> because, yeah. you know, he is being strapped uh, to a table against his will and essentially being murdered. Pretty creepy. Meanwhile, Matt and Jessica are walking around, and Jess asks, What if we can't find your brother? Jessica and Matt are having a leisure stroll down Carlsville Lane. <laughs> yeah, it's not very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, damn it? It doesn't really convey a sense of, like, shit, we gotta get Urgency, him, that's you know? the word I'm looking for. I mean, in their defense, they don't know that he's strapped to a gurney right now about to die, but, like... No, but wherever still... he is, he's not having a good time. They've been in <laughs> Carlsville, and they know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, true. I just like that after they've been in the town for like 10 seconds, Jessica's like, so what if he's fucking dead? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is always a thing, right? (laughs) Matt tells her that they will find him. They just have to follow the confetti. Which, I don't know where he got that from, but it's a plan. Okay. Jessica tells Matt that maybe Todd isn't as big a sucker as they think. And that because they both got away from Carl, maybe Todd did too. That's Cut not a good thing to rely on, but yeah. Todd being a sucker. Strapped <laughs> in and ready to die. Carl gets all up in his face and then realizes, oh darn, he didn't choose his color. Mm-hmm. The gang all laughs. Then, with a clap, a henchman starts rolling in a big kaleidoscope looking thing. Carl tells Todd he has all sorts of colors to choose from. Todd asks if he can just go, and Carl goes, hmm yellow oh my gosh yeah he gets up close he's like you little fucker yellow you yellow orange magenta outside jessica and matt arrive at carl co enterprises matt remarks how full of himself carl is but jess shushes him because there's something going on around the corner shut up (laughs) quietly they take a look and see the parade from earlier just stopped in the middle of the road Matt urges Jessica to move out of there. They find a small tunnel entrance into the factory and crawl in. 
In the basement, Carl has chosen the color green for Todd because it goes with the color of his eyes. And that's hilarious. Everybody laughs. Everybody thinks that's funny for some reason. I don't know. Todd pleads for his life, telling Carl that his father is rich and he'll pay a fortune for his release. Mm -hmm. But Carl doesn't want money. He wants power. Todd is like, but why do you want to turn me into plastic? Which is a Mm -hmm. good question. Mm Mm-hmm. Carl tells him it's because it's his hobby, and everyone needs a hobby, and Carl's hobby, and this is his own words for it. My hobby is to get kids under my power. It passes yeah, I'll put time. The, I'll put the audio clip in that so you're not saying it for sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it passes the time, though, right? right it passes the time. Matthew and Jessica sneak into the room now and hide behind a small wall as they observe carl telling todd that he's going to turn him into plastic now and he'll be forever tiny yeah so jessica and matt they found like a little a tiny i don't even know like it's not a sewer area like an entrance it's just like this hole in the wall and then they (laughs) crawl through it convenient (laughs) is what it is yeah it's just a little uh secret entrance we'll have a sign above it like do not sneak in carlville Carl Cole secret entrance. No big deal. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your sweepstakes winner. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got going on. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. For bonus content, early release episodes, and more, take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. We have a number of different tiers with different rewards in each, but they start as low as a dollar a month. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, Angela, and Christy, and the Platinum Boss 6, Kathy, Farron, Bryson, Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Of course, you can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram anytime. That's at PRVT Island on Twitter and at Up All Night Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group, a Discord server, a TikTok channel, and more. All the links can be found below in the episode description. You can always connect with me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. Interact with me live as I play some video games. I've got a bunch of sound clips from Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps available for you to play whenever you'd like. For all those that asked us questions for our Season 3 wrap-up, thank you so much. Brandon and I had a lot of fun answering them and reviewing Season 3 as a whole. Early access to that episode should be up soon on Patreon. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again so much for listening in, everybody. You make the tough work in podcasting so worthwhile, and talking with you on social media is just so much fun. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk with you again soon. Bye. Carl asks Todd if it scares him being turned into plastic, and when Todd says yes, Carl says, it should. Oh my god. I know. Carl, you asshole. Gets, I was on your gets, side a little bit the last episode. I take everything back. <laughs> it gets rough in some parts of this. Matthew just says, poor Todd. Oh, po- okay, <laughs> Matt. Carl walks over to a control panel and just starts smashing buttons and pulling levers. 
Meanwhile, Matt and Jess have found another panel somewhere else and do the same thing to stop it somehow. Yep, they're smashing buttons and pulling <laughs> levers. <laughs> and it's like control panels on another floor because they're like one one floor above them. Yeah. Just hoping that those control panels also have something to do with the Plasto Blaster. Carl is milking this moment, saying, Get ready. Get set. Oh my God, Carl. <gasps> Oh, there is one other thing. He walks up to Todd and says, Did I tell you this won't hurt? Todd's t- Todd tells him no. And that motherfucker goes, Because it does. Stop it! Fucking <laughs> asshole. Todd screams horribly and uncomfortably. And Carl <laughs>, laughs at him, telling him his young boy screams are music to his ears. <laughs> oh. oh, Carl. Yeah, you're, you're a monster. Is, <laughs> it's rough. Matt and Jessica go behind the control panel and find a whole heap of cords and cables. Matt just starts yanking that shit out. He pulls out a big black cable just as Carl says, Welcome to Carlsville! And presses the button to finally start the Plasto Blaster. Nice. But instead, the machine starts sparking wildly and all the mannequins scatter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what that cord did, but... Uh, everything, I guess. <laughs> that cord just, like, contained all the sparks, and then they unplugged <laughs> it, and it just let them all out. Yeah, it's it's not the power, though, because it's still blinking. Like it's, Oh, the yeah. lights are still flashing. Uh, it's just the uh, spark containment cords. Yeah. It's shooting out sparks like, like a sprinkler. They're just everywhere. <laughs> Matt and Jessica run down and unstrap Todd pretty easily, and the three all run upstairs and out of the building. Carl rips off his plastic lab coat and says, Oh, they think they got away. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Todd is trying to tell his brother what's been happening to him, and Matt says, That's great. Tell me later. We gotta get home. <laughs> it's almost dinner time. Sh- sh- shut up. Shut up. Come on here. <laughs> Jessica reminds the boys that she got home by answering a phone, so they should try that. Back in the real world, Matt and Todd's mom and dad return home from grocery shopping. Dad tells mom that the boys are upstairs playing with that toy town. Mom mom thinks that is dope, because kids (laughs) should have more charming toys like that. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, but yes. This mom, this mom, she plays a really big role in this episode, but god damn, mom. She's a bit, uh... She's, um, unbelievably deaf, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) She's unbelievably just... I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll just get to it. Oh, we definitely will. (laughs) This mom. (laughs) In, In Carlsville, the trio arrives at the phone booth and is about to go in. When Carl appears and says, need to make a call, they all run away with Matt suggesting that they try touching home plate now. Yeah, I like that. It links it back to the other episodes. Yeah, it does. They, they try to do the things that worked before, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Carl doesn't even try to chase them. Instead, he just smiles and gives them a little finger wave. We cut to the baseball diamond. The kids are being chased by an army of townspeople that came from somewhere. When they yep, get close to there. home plate, Carl pops into existence and tells them, There's nowhere else to go, my young friends. Carlsville is your home. 
Yeah, except he has to, like, he can't turn on plastic now. He's got to fix all that, the plastomatic or whatever it was called. Yeah. I don't He's know got a lot of work to do. Just kill him or something. I, I guess. The townspeople advance, backing the kids up to a wall. And we see these townspeople, Cortland, they're all twins. Like, literal sets of twins. Everyone. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's trying to give the, the appearance that it's like, you know, mass-produced model toys here. But, yes, they're all they're all twins. Do you think when people hire twins for things that it's more expensive? I mean, it makes sense that it would be, right? Does it? I mean, like, it's a unique property to have as a human being to have an identical twin. So, they probably cost more. If you get, I mean, it's I'm like sure they just pair. put out a call, like, hey, looking for twins. And then twins are like, hey, I'm a twin. What? I'm a twin? Hey, you're a twin. Let's go. <laughs> Then you have to convince your twin to do it, and if they're not an actor like you. Oh, man, so annoying. <laughs> yeah. They should just get the Ashmores to do it, you know? Seriously. Yeah, we got Iceman and the other one. Yeah. I still don't know which one's which. I see I see an Ashmore in a thing, and I'm like, is this Iceman, or is this... Or is this the one that was in Tale of the Blue 13th floor? Like, who is this? <laughs> Back in the Erickson home, Mom's is vacuuming and walks into Matt's room. Oh boy, yeah. And Carl's, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, because it, it's like a three-second clip where it shows Mom like start vacuuming and walking into the room, and I was like, is this important? Why do we need to see this? <laughs> Look, we need to know what Mom's doing. Okay. By the way, like almost this whole episode, it's like. Five second chunks of footage just back and forth between characters. It'll be yeah, Matt and Jessica and then Todd and Carl and then back to Matt and Jessica and then to mom and dad. And it's it's like constant cutting back and forth. And I've tried to to describe this episode in a way that's not just constantly me like back in Carlsville. Back yeah. in <laughs> Because it would just be constant. It's literally like. I think it's done pretty. Like it's not seamless because when you're watching it, it's really you're watching it. It's fine. But when you're having to write down (laughs) scene by scene what's going on, you realize that it's just it's uh, it's a lot. In Carlsville, Carl is annoyed. He asks what that annoying noise is and says that now he's angry. Oh boy! He demands his army to chain them up. Dad comes into Matt's room. And he asks mom where the kids are. But mom can't hear him because of oh, the vacuum. Boy. And also it's because so she's deaf. <laughs> yeah. The vacuum is just so loud that she can't hear somebody that's screaming into their own ear. Like, what? what is this? <laughs> so she turns to dad. And when she does, she places the end of the vacuum cleaner hose right on the model town. Yeah, right over the baseball diamond. Yes. Which is half of the model town. <laughs> <laughs> We cut to the baseball diamond, where the townspeople are getting slurped into the giant looming vacuum head in the sky. I love it. Yeah, it's cool that they actually like showed the vacuum in the sky because it could could have just shown them getting like sucked out of frame, and then you'd be like, "Yeah, they're going in the vacuum," but you actually see the giant vacuum. It's cool. So like the vacuums over the baseball diamond area immediately. Uh, Matt, Jessica, and Todd grab a hold of the chain link fence so that they're not sucked into the vacuum. But the, mm-hmm. the townsfolk are great actors in terms of like being ripped away from everything and they get sucked right into the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it looks pretty convincing. I mean, some of them do a little bit of spins and stuff, but like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll talk about that <laughs> it again in a sells it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. After absorbing the group at the baseball diamond, Mom moves the vacuum over to Main Street, and we see a whole neighborhood full of people get sucked up. <laughs> I do love... Okay, so like we cut it to Mom and Dad, and Dad's like, can you fucking turn that vacuum cleaner off? And Mom's like, huh? What did you say? I'm like, Mom, he's... I, what? Just stop for a second. <laughs> If you can't hear, you're going to turn the vacuum cleaner off anyway. But Mom's just like, huh? <laughs> Say what? Like, whatever. Jessica says that they should get over there to Main Street, hoping to get sucked up. Todd thinks that that's a terrible idea. But she says it's better than being turned into tiny statues. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, if that's your plan, why didn't you just let go when the vacuum was there? Yeah, I thought the same thing. But whatever. As the kids run away, Carl, who somehow avoided getting sucked up, tries to grasp them. But they run right past him. Matt turns around to grab his hat from in front of Carl like Indiana Jones and runs off. Oh my god. Leaving so Carl to pout. On Main Street, there's debris blowing all over. Looks great. The kids run toward the vacuum, spinning all around. <laughs> yeah, Jessica in particular does a couple of spins, like... You know, because uh, <laughs> I, I, I just imagine the the director being like, okay, pretend like you're like getting sucked into a vacuum. And they're like, whoa, I'm spinning around. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's great. Some great like Star Trek, you know, <laughs> ship getting hit with lasers kind of acting going on here. Yes. Carl appears right behind the kids, walking casually and looking calm. All the while, like confetti and papers are flying into his face and he's just <laughs> he's just standing there. Mom sucks up the kids with the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and we cut back to the room where Dad notices, finally, that Mom is sucking up, like, model trees and cars <laughs> for, like, five minutes straight. <laughs> and he says, Honey, look at what you're doing! Oh, that yeah. finally. She gets, the, she gets the message then. Sweet, innocent Mom is like, Oh, dear. <laughs> Whoopsies. They turn off the vacuum, and as soon as they do, the kids pop out of the model town, like regular size, and land on dead. The model town is in shambles, and instead of caring at all that three kids just materialized out of thin air in front of her, Mom says, look at this mess! Oh my god. Yeah, Dad's like, where'd you come from? And the kids are just like, shut up, get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. Matt ushers his parents out, saying, don't worry about it. We'll clean it all up. No worries. We've outgrown this old model anyway. As soon as the door closes, Jessica says, all right, come on. We've got to look for every piece to find Carl. We can't afford to miss a single one. We destroy this shit. We cut to later that night. And I guess, like, Jessica is just, like, staying the night or something. I don't know. She's just the kids are burning all the model pieces. Yeah, they got a nice fire going. Right in the fireplace, and they're chucking in houses and stuff. Yeah, mom and dad aren't like, hey, why are you burning all this plastic? <laughs> yeah, this is bad for the environment. <laughs> Jessica's like, shut up. We know what we're doing. A lot of shut up going on. <laughs> there is. No one wants anyone else to talk. <laughs> Jessica asks if that's finally it, and Matt tells her, all except the king of Carlsville... He holds a very small model person in his hands. Jessica asks, how can we be sure that that's Carl? And Todd says, it looks like his clothes. 
which Fair is good enough for me. It. Case closed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All done. Jessica mutters that she just wishes they could be sure. Todd points to a tiny melting head in the fire and says, See? That's his head. But, yeah. um, if it's his head in the fire, then what do you mm-hmm. have in your hands? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's a headless model <laughs> with Carl's clothes. Okay. Alright. So they've just, they just decapitated Carl, threw his head in first, and now they're going to throw the body in? I guess. Piece Fair by enough. piece. All right. Break off his fingers. Oh my god. Take his feet off, throw those in. Matt hands Jessica the, I guess, headless model man, and she tells it, Next time, pick on someone your own size. Before tossing it into the fire. <laughs> Good one, Jessica. Maybe that's why he is shrinking these people down, so he can pick on people's own size. So how many of these people that they're throwing into the fire right now were once regular people? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> okay. It's originally right. just Carl, who has been around for all eternity, and who will be around for the He's rest of one, time. 100 people, finally, <laughs> all burned and melted. Yep. Hopefully it's not painful. Men, women, and children sizzled in fire. <laughs> Nikki is in that fire! Oh my god. <laughs> the camera pulls away from the kids at the fireplace and moves over to the vacuum cleaner. Tiny little Carl slides out of the hose like a slide, and he dusts himself off a bit and laughs. Oh my god. And he's very wet. (laughs) Wet and dusty. (laughs) Yeah, he is. (laughs) And that's the end. That's the end of the chillology. That's the end. It's like a cliffhanger, I guess, but you know it's like this is the end. Well, it's kind of like this. Like, Carl... A lot of his powers seem to stem from being in Carlsville, so I don't know how much damage he can do... Now that he doesn't have Carlsville, I'm assuming he's still got like his magic because he did like change things up in the real world. But I don't I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to be like, hey, what's this laughing little toy on the ground? Oh, fuck, it's Carl. Let's burn him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now he's just like a little dude. Now he's just like Stuart Little or the borrowers <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my eyes, uh, a fire is very, very in Carl's future. Well, whew. What a story. What a story, Cortland. It was fun. Such a fun episode. Or three episodes, I will say. Yeah, it was fun. I liked I it. I gotta say, you know, Brandon, I will say, it's kind of a highlight to Goosebumps, really. I think it was just so well done. Yeah. It's kind of... Uh, I mean, it's odd that it would be the episodes that have nothing to do with Arl Stein. Yeah. With your boy. He was like, this it has nothing to do with me. I don't take credit for this. <laughs> But and these yet are, it's uh, some of the best, some of the best episodes, I think some of the most fun mm-hmm. and production wise, great acting, great production, nice Easter eggs hidden throughout. Can't think of any besides Cuckoo Clock of Doom, but like, you know, just there the set more. designs and stuff. Really good. Yeah. Really fun episode. Uh, like, I wonder how these episodes came to be. Was Me it too, just like, right? oh, we've got, you know, uh, 22 episode order, but we've only got such and such stories i don't i don't know what the deal is with the stories <laughs> they they're like oh we've got a couple of short stories and we'll make up these ones it's like just use the books there's so many of them there was there was like 50 something books that they had that they could use from and they decided to pull from short stories and stuff i understand like you can't do monster blood 3 because like i think a kid gets giant in that one according to the cover anyway i'm just gonna 
you know, rate that book on the cover. I get budgetary reasons. You can't do some of them. Like nobody is going to want to watch Chicken Chicken, you know, or Why I'm Afraid of Bees. You can't really do that as an episode. And that's fine. But there's still so many other ones like uh, yeah. was Beast from the East. There's uh, Snowman of Cas- Pasadena or whatever. I feel like some of those could have still been made into episodes and they wouldn't have been any more expensive than any other episodes. But instead, they decided to make their own chillology. And I'm glad they did because it was great. Yes, but... <laughs> that's that's the thing is that like I complain about it. But when you get episodes like chillology, it's like, OK, they know better than I do. I, yeah, like this is just. It was really good. It could have been a really great like series finale, really. It could have. And it's odd that this isn't the season finale at the very least. Mm, yeah, that's right. We do have one more episode. For we have one more. Away. Yeah, we'll get to that. But okay. this really feels like it should have been the end of the season. It was just a, a really big highlight. Highlight for the season, too. And this is a season that had Horrorland in it, which is, you know, one of the biggest parts of Goosebumps. Um, yeah. Aside from Slappy. Well, I say because I yeah. I know because I read all these books and stuff. I'm a Goosebumps aficionado here, so it was good though. It was good. Yeah, Carl is maybe the be- best villain of the the series. Yeah, I like him better than Slappy. Like you can put me on a stake Slappy. Whatever, but... Slappy was the best in his first appearance, just because of how he fucking roasted that oh family. God. Mom's a fat ass. <laughs> okay, yeah. Slappy. I mean, whoa, you whoa, can't whoa. you can't top that. You can't look. All Slappy did was call somebody a booger brain and want slaves. But Carl, like fucking, was gonna murder this child. And yes, and has murdered children before, and that's right? his hobby. Oof. <sighs> All right. Well, Cortland, it's time we talk about the cast of this episode, and it's all the same people. So Have we, yeah, I was gonna um, say, is there anybody new? Maybe Mom I'm literally and Dad. only going to mention Miss Carlsville. Okay, who's played by Chantel Quesnel. Yep. It's a fantastic name. Love it. Uh, she's been in a decent amount of stuff. She's got 33 credits on IMDb. She's most known for Paradise Falls, a TV series that she was in 75 episodes of. I've never heard of it, but that's a lot of episodes. Okay. She was in Blue Mountain State. She's in Life with Boys. And her oh. most recent role, a TV movie called I'll Be Home for Christmas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's the credits for this episode. No, let's talk about mom. She played a pretty pivotal role in the escape from Carlsville. The we didn't talk about escape. mom last time. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe we did. I don't think so. All right. Well, let me bring back up IMDb because I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> you were like done and done. All right. Well, mom was quite a force to be reckoned with in this episode. She and she literally. Uh, oh, that's probably a sexist of me to say that is very sexist <laughs> okay but it anyway <laughs> so mom is played by melanie nichols king who has 92 credits on imdb which is a lot mm-hmm. her first role was in 1992 tv series called street justice she was in forever night the color of friendship oh okay. remember that movie i do she was in jet jackson the movie and also the famous Joe Jackson. Yeah. As Jules Jackson. Is that his mom? I don't know. I'm assuming it's his mom, but she's only in three episodes of the famous Joe Jackson. Yeah. And then she's also his mom that much. Yeah. Okay. She was in 15 episodes of The Wire, which is uh, quite a credit to have on your resume. And her most recent role 
was a TV movie. Okay, that's not even out yet. Her most recent role <laughs> was a TV miniseries from this year called Blackbird. Cool. Still working. Still doing things. Yeah, she's got a couple of things that are coming up. Yeah. One so, of them is called Mooch. I like that word. Mooch. I like it because it sounds like smooch, which I don't know if you noticed, but anytime anybody kissed anybody in Are You Afraid of the Dark, I always said that they smooched them because I think oh, it's way funnier. Okay. I definitely noticed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cortland. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but what is the moral of Chillology 3 in particular? Mom said it best. Like The moral of the story is kids got to get better toys. Got to play with just classic down-to-earth toys. Yeah. None of this... Uh, what is that? Nintendos and Tamagotchis. No, 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 no. What else do we play with? No Pogs. <laughs> no Nintendo 64. Get that shit out of here. Get Carlsville. Yes. Play with a model town. Go back to the cup and balls. The, uh, <laughs> what is it? Hoop and stick. <laughs> Kick the can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the moral of part three. I think the real moral, though, Brandon, is like if your kid brother is in danger... You should probably think about how it impacts you first, you know? Like, how am I going to get in trouble with mom and dad about this instead of being like, fuck, my brother's going to die? Yeah. Well, you should always be looking out for number one. (laughs) That's what I really did learn. There's only an I in team. (laughs) (laughs) That is why Matt is so good at baseball. (laughs) Ah, The pieces are all clicking together. It took me three (laughs) parts, but I finally get it now. That's all I got, really, I think. Yeah. Those are the pretty I mean, big pivotal moments of morality in this episode. Yeah, I mean, the first one was, the first part was much more explicit, down with capitalist pigs. Uh, pigs are the best meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one was like, don't suck at sports, <laughs> be better. Mm-hmm. And this one's just like, killing kids is bad, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard that once or twice, I guess. All right, Escape from Carlsville, it's not a great title. It's, it has no pun or wordplay in it. It's just exactly what they need to do. So what would be a good title for Chellology Part 3? Um, I'm thinking something with uh, sucking. Uh, <laughs> okay. Something, uh, something suck. Uh, <laughs> mom sucks. Mom's good at sucking. Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to say something about the plastic gun thing. What was it called? <laughs> the plastic maker? plastic rama I don't remember. Model escape. Uh, oh, I like that one. We can just go with Mom Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chillology Part 3, Mom Sucks. <laughs> Imagine going into this episode <laughs> with a title like that. Be like, what the fuck is going to happen in this? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, Mom uses a vacuum cleaner, obviously. She sucks them out of town, of course. Oh my god. Oh boy. Well, we're done with chillology. That was uh I mean that was a that was an that adventure. Was fun. That was really but we're fun. moving on now, Cortland. Right. We're on to to new adventures, greener pastures. So this week, and uh I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a short story. Oh, okay. Right. Is called Teacher's Pet. Mm. What do you think this will be about? That's uh not great title well let me i'm just gonna look up the maybe i shouldn't look up images i don't want to get spoiled especially since there's not gonna be a book cover for this one teacher's pet uh i mean my immediate thought is that it's gonna be about a kid that like 
oh, it's teacher's pet, you know, and the teacher's going to be like an alien or something stupid, like a monster or something like that. A mud man. Yeah. Uh, Courtney's back. She's better than ever. And oh, I would love that, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be great. It'd be a nice sequel episode for <laughs> you, you Can't Scare Me. I, I don't know, Brandon. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be um, a little bit more of a tear down from Chillology. Which sucks well, because this is the two, the season three finale. Yeah, I will tell you this episode has an IMDb rating of five point three out of ten, which is not fantastic. But also, we know that IMDb ratings are always the opposite, so this might be the best episode of the series. Yeah, it could be the best, best thing since sliced bread. Um, ooh, I'm I'm sorry, I did click on it and I see Richard McMillan is back though, so we got Spider back for this episode for some reason. So that's cool to see him again. You know, rest in peace, Richard McMillan. But we're gonna honor your your legacy again t- next week. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't even show up for say cheese and die again. But he, he was, was like, like teacher's pet, though. Teacher's pet. <laughs> That's the good stuff. I'm gonna assume this one was directed by Ron Oliver. Then, if Richard's in it, well, you think they're joined at the hip? It's not. It's directed by no. Stephen 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 Skyini. That's such a terrible name. All right. Well, that's next week. Teacher's pet. I'm I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I'm all donezos, too. I will talk to you next week. Yeah, I've been up all night. I'll talk to you next week for Teacher's Pet. Good. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.